Welcome to St. Corey Christian Center and our most recent podcast as we go through the book of Ephesians chapter by chapter and verse by verse as we learn what it means to be equipped. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Let's go to the word of the Lord, shall we? Ephesians chapter 6 is where I'm going. Ephesians chapter 6, and we've been focused on this for a little bit. Galatians, Ephesians, chapter 6, and Paul is landing the plane, as I would say. He's landing the plane. And when he's finishing up the armor of God, he he says this, and sometimes the armor of God gets so much attention that this little verse 18 gets tucked away as a a secondary thought or a side thought or just, now we'll see how it all works out. But I believe that this verse is the seal. I believe this verse is the icing on the cake. I believe this verse is the secret sauce to the barbecue. You with me? Verse 18. Praying always, let's say it together, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. That's a lot of prayer. Amen? And I believe that the the secret weapon, the main weapon and arsenal that the church has and has always had is that area of prayer. Father, we thank you for your word that's forever settled in heaven. We thank you, Father, for the fact that we can come to you in prayer. And, Father, as we talk about the fact of praying with all prayers today, as we pray and as we watch one for another and over one another, that, Father, you put the anointing upon these lips of clay and you prepare our minds and our hearts to receive what you would have for us. And for it, we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. And everybody in the house said, Amen. You know, it's, it's uh, one of those areas where when, oh my goodness, he's teaching on prayer again. Can you give us a prophetic word to give us some doodads? Right? If I announced there was a prayer conference, I would get one crowd. And if I announced there was a prophetic conference, I would get a big crowd. Because we love, we love, we love the frosting. We love the fun stuff, but... If we want to see the hand of God and the work of God and the gifts of spirit in operation, trust you me, it is all saturated and it's all predicated on prayer. The church, everything that we do when the success or the lack thereof is always predicated on whether we are a praying house or whether just a playing house. That'll preach. So the disciples one day saw that Christ was operating at this crazy, radical level that every time he come eyeball to eyeball with infirmities, sicknesses, demonic, or disease, he always walked away the winner. But you notice the disciples did not, and they went eyeball to eyeball one day with the demonic, and they come running back to Jesus saying, they're making fun of us. What's going on? And he said, this only comes by way of prayer and fasting. Then they said to Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, teach us to pray. He says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy 
will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he goes on, but I'm only going to pit stop there. The, the reality of when he said these words, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's quite a mouthful. Lord, today over my family and over Charlotte County, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in order to pray that prayer, i got to know what is going on in heaven. There's rejoicing, healing, peace, joy. Scripture was read about it just a few moments ago before we sang, worthy of it all, how they are gathered around the throne of worshiping and praising God. And I believe that one of the areas that we can be extremely effective in our region is in the area of intercessory prayer. And immediately Jesus dives into this intercessory realm by saying, pray like this. Pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Is what does it mean to intercede? If I'm going to pray with all prayers, one prayer, that's a powerful prayer, that's the earth-moving, heaven-shaking, hell-rebelling prayer is that of intercessory prayer. We were here Wednesday night, and when I make this statement, I, I trust where I'm coming from. This is not to lift this individual up on a higher pedestal, and I know he can handle this, so I'm going to share it. But we were in prayer on Tuesday night, and it was an extremely intimate level of prayer. We prayed for about 35 minutes on a corporate level over many various needs, whether it's in the body of Christ or in the region. But then we broke off into our separate areas of intercession. And probably about 15 or 20 minutes into that area of prayer, we heard Kim Smith sitting over in this corner here, and he began to pray and pray in tongues, and he was singing in tongues. Whew. He entered into an area of intercession, and I could tell. And the scripture that came to my mind while he was praying was how the, the heart of God weeps over Israel. And you could tell when he was singing in the spirit, as the spirit gave the utterance, as the spirit led. You could see the tug of war going on between heaven and hell saying, there is a battle going on for souls of men and women and boys and girls. And it is time, it is time to pray them out of hell. Intercession is truly the universal work of the Christian. No place is closed to intercessor prayer. No continent, no nation, no city, no organization, no office, no power on earth can keep intercession out. Sometimes we feel like we're knocking against a brick wall. And you probably are if you're doing it without prayer. But Paul said pray with all prayers. So I'm only going to talk on two of these areas today. I believe we can intercede for our family. I believe the reason I'm here today is because I've got a mother that knows how to pray. I shared this with you before, but it bears repeating again. I remember driving down Rossley Avenue. 
I was in the car business, and this was way back in mid-2000s. I was making really good money, and, and anybody that knows anything about the car business, if you're selling at 10 to 15 units a month, even back in that day, and the average gross of that unit is $35,000 to $4,000 a unit, you know you're making good money. And I had money. I had friends. I had cars. And I remember driving down the road that day, and Mom said to me, she called me. She didn't care about how many cars I sold, and she didn't care how much money I had in the bank. She cared about one thing. Jody, are you going to church? And I was so frustrated. I was so weary of the church politics and the backlash and, and all the stuff. And all the, that stuff doesn't happen around here sometimes back in the day, okay? <laughs> and I was just so weary of all the, just the stuff. And I said, Mom, I'm so frustrated. I don't even believe there's a God anymore. Oh, Jody. But you know what she did? She didn't rebuke me. She said these words, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. And when she said those words, it took me way back to Parker's Ridge when every morning mom and dad would get us up out of bed and there was no fancy heat pumps. There was no cool furnaces. It was the old wood stove that burned up 14 quart a year. It was cold, but we would get up, and I hear to this very day my dad crying out and my mom crying out, praying over our family and over our neighborhood and over our churches and over our families. And I say today, the reason this guy stands here today is not because I'm any worth anything, but because I had a mom and I had a dad that said, we'll pray. Joshua 24 and 15 says it like this. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's okay to intercede over your kids, over your babies, over your children. Get up in the morning. If God wakes you up at 3 o'clock in the morning, get up and pray over your babies. It's worth every eternal effort. Whew. A praying church is a powerful church. Amen. People often ask, where's the miracles and where's the signs and wonders? But if I could take you back to even when I was a little guy. So I'm going to step on some toes. Hello. For those of you online, that was someone's cell phone ringing. <laughs> Central's never busy, right? People have often asked, where's the miracles and the signs and the wonders and the revivals? But if I could take you back to when I was a little fella in Boys Town, if I could take some of you back to the old church in Back Bay, if I could take you back to some of the revival meetings in Old Ridge or St. Andrews, when you walked into the house of God, you didn't hear gossip. You didn't hear chitter-chatter. You heard the prayer room praying out to God. You could hear a thundering voice praying out to God. And you'd have 40 or 50 or 60 people before church ever started calling out to Jehovah. So if we're asking where is the signs and the miracles and wonders, it starts in the prayer room. My friends, this is not an area to put on a circus or a show. I'm sorry, but I didn't show up with this iPad that has signs and miracles and wonders typed into it. But I tell you what will bring the signs and the miracles and revival and awakening and revival in this church, in this community, is when the church says, you know what, above all things, prayer ministry is the most important ministry. 
Paul said, praying with all kinds of prayers. I believe also that we can pray over our nation and it will make a difference. I've had so many people ask me this question in the last 36 months. I think some folks just found out it was in the Bible in the last 36 months. Pastor Jody. Yeah. What do you think about Romans 13? Oh. Oh. Now, some have asked me very kindly and politely. Some are asking me, wondering if they're going to put me in a corner. Some are asking me because I don't go on Facebook and blab every personal conviction I've got about everything. That's just my conviction. You got your own Facebook. You log in, do your thing, but I'm going to do my thing. Is that all right? But here's what I believe. I still believe that the church is the most powerful force on the earth. I got 25% participation, so I'm going to say it again. The church is the most powerful force on the earth. It will move. It will shake. It will stir. In case you're wondering and you're brand new, what's Romans 13? It's talking about obeying the laws of the land. Well, I tell you what I've learned. If I don't like a law, I get to praying about it. If that law doesn't line up to the word of God, I'll get praying about that. Say, God, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't add up to your word. Some man, some committee made that law, and that's not lining up to what you're saying. I'm going to pray about that. You won't hear me on Facebook. You won't hear me see me marching around town about it. But I tell you one thing. The prayer of a righteous person avails much. How do you know? Remember what I said last week. If you find something that you need to pray about, you go to the Word of God and find every scripture that lines up to that thing that you're worried about that's messing you up. Psalms 127 and 1 is one of those ones about the nation. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Now, we use this all the time in marriage ceremonies, and that's the right spot for it. But really, that is a national prayer. Unless the Lord, check this out, watches over the city, the watchman stands guard in vain. That's why you'll hear me pray Tuesday night after Tuesday night, Sunday after Sunday, Lord, bring this nation's eyes back to God. When we took the word of God out of the courthouse, out of the schoolhouse, out of the legislation house, it's no wonder the country of Canada and USA and the world is in a mess. You can't walk away from God and have a blessing at the same time. Paul knew this all too well. And that's why he didn't go on a thumping match against Nero, against the Roman Empire. But he knew that prayer, prayer will turn a nation of God around. Amen. And I get to praying over the nation of Canada. And we get praying over the guidelines and over the rules and over the laws. And I say, you know what? I'm not going to just sit back and do nothing. I have an assignment. I'm going to pray. I'm going to intercede over our beautiful nation. Amen? I'm going to pray. I'm going to keep on praying. First Timothy chapter number 2, verse 1 and 2. I urge them, first of all, that petitions and prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be made for all the people. 
you get down on your hands and knees and you get a list of all the people here. Lord bless Jimmy. Lord bless Johnny. Well, if you find time, Susie, but it's okay if you skip her today because she rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> that never happened here. I know that. I'm talking about the church down the road. <laughs> Petitions and prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be made for all the people. Lord, bless this beautiful congregation in the house and online. Lord, bless the socks right off of them. I pray, God, you get so much blessing on their life. There's such a major overflow in their life. Amen? And he then takes it to another notch. He says, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peacefully and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Ooh. I'm going to make a pit stop right here. Are y'all ready for it? Okay, good. The spirit of religion likes this part, for all kings and all of those in authority, that we may live in peaceful, quiet lives. But you know what I've learned? I've learned this. If I don't weigh, I don't like the way the king is going. If I don't like the way things are going with those in authority and decisions they're making, I get to praying over them. I put petitions over them. I intercede on their behalf. I offer thanksgiving on their behalf for them too. And my prayer is simply this for all the prayers and all kinds of prayers is God get in their silly heads and change their minds. Amen? That is why I believe that church right now in 2021, getting ready for 2022, is at the most opportune time we could ever, ever, ever be. It's because you and I are at a pivotal moment where you and I can get on our hands and knees. We can get our prayer and fasting thing going and things will turn around. Because there is going to be a revival and an awakening and a stirring of these the closing days of time. Psalms chapter 22, verse 27, 28. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. Check it out. You mean that MLA, that MP, that premier, that prime minister? Somewhere God's going to wake them up and say, remember. Oh, yeah. Right, I remember now. And their mind gets turned around. And they start making decisions based on the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. How do you and I, Hebrews 4 and 16, what's it say? It says this, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I come boldly. Oh, it's easy. I get it. It's easy to yang about this. It's easy to yang about that. But I'm telling you something. It's hard when you skip four or five meals or ten days worth of meals and you're just craving that Big Mac or cheeseburger or that pizza or whatever it is mama's cooking in the kitchen and you're craving that like there's no tomorrow. But you know, if you go the tenth day and the eleventh day and the twelfth day, God's in the heavenlies. God's in the spirit realm and he's turning things around. He's getting in people's minds and he's bringing back to remembrance 
course, those things they were taught and told. Amen? He says, all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. God, get a hold of their heads and hearts and get them turning towards you. And all, check it out, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. Whew. When I'm praying, I'm saying, God, our MLA, our premier, the cabinet, the MPs, the executive boards, every decision maker going on will bow down before you. Oh, my soul. Oh, my soul, wouldn't we have ourselves a time in Canada? If people would bow down their knee to pour before a living God and say, you know what? I repent of any wrongdoing and I turn my heart and my head and my intentions towards thee, O God. Why? Here's a confident reality. For dominion, ever say dominion. Dominion belongs to the Lord and he rules over the nations. You wonder why I'm not been out of shape the last 36 months and I'm not an orangutan fit? I tell you why. My God's still in control. He's in control. He was in World War One, World War Two. He was in control during the Iraqi War, the Afghanistan War, anything going on, the Cold War, this war right now, God has dominion over every nation on the earth. Man will plan his steps. God will direct the way. And we've seen man after man and board after board and person after person get up and pontificate and make all these announcements. But I'm telling someone in the household of faith today, way back in Ephesians chapter 6, remember, 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 we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And when you are a person of prayer, you can see through that foggy mess and that clutter of chaos and disarray and confusion. When you call the government and you get 15 different answers over one question, you know God's not behind that. And you can get frustrated and I can get frustrated or I can say, oh, Lord, bless their darling hearts and silly heads because you have dominion over the nation. Amen. Amen. Whew. Some of you are saying, Joe, you've gone to meddling. I ain't gone to meddling. I've gone digging. I've gone digging. Because if we want to see change in North America, it's going to happen through intercessory prayer. When I pray the word of God, things change. How do you know? We have a responsibility to get involved. I get involved in everything going. Chamber of Commerce, Town and Council calls, MLA calls, MP calls. I almost said something better not. Whoever calls us in an office of authority, I get involved. Why? Here's why. Proverbs 11 and 14. For lack of guidance, a nation falls. But victory is won through many advisors. God, when they call me back over this, 
I want my head so full of your wisdom that comes from heaven that I can honestly say, walk and live. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. I want heavenly oracles coming out of these lips of clay. I want wisdom moving out of these lips of clay. I want the word of God coming so that God give it guidance is given to these decision makers. We have a role to play. It's a fun role, too. It's not arguing. I can honestly say I haven't argued with one of them. I haven't thrown rotten tomatoes around. I just believe. I believe without a shadow of a doubt when Paul says we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. When Paul says praying with all kinds of prayers, I'm going to take God at his word. How do you know? Keep on reading the word. What's Proverbs 14 and 34 say? Righteousness exalts the nation, but sin condemns any people. Righteousness, what's righteousness? Right standing with God. God, get the whole works of us in right standing with you. And what happens is God takes that and starts lining people up to the word of God. And he'll do it in so many unique ways. He'll get people's minds turning to the things of God and the word of God and the ways of God and the will of God and the word of God and the wonder of God and the power of God. He begins to bring things around and changes their mind and changes their thinking and gets them in alignment with the word of God. You see, when we are in alignment with the word of God, then the blessings of God flow. How? Again, I repeat, all through intercessory prayer. What can I pray? What can we pray as a church? What's our role to play? I was praying along these lines this week. Mostly when I was reading that scripture out of Hebrews that we come boldly. So God checked me in my spirit. He said, Jody, it's been a long time since you prayed some bold prayers. Remind my people Sunday morning to pray bold prayers. Remind my people this week to pray big prayers. And, of course, I'm a little stunned now. Then I'm a little slow to get it. I was like, huh? You ever do that? No, okay. I would not have made a good student at school. I tell Bonnie that all the time. I'd be like, well, actually, I told the kids on Wednesday night, I had a chair at the principal's office, and I thought it was my office. Mom would go to parent-teacher and all the other siblings, there were seven of us in total. And six always got gleaming reports about how good they were and how well-behaved they were and the marks they were getting. Oh. Not Jodester. <laughs> i just leave that at that. 
It's like I'm a little slow sometimes in the drum. Like, what do you mean, God? And I'm milling around here and I'm just talking and yakking with God. And he said, okay, you got to get bold with your prayers and big with your prayers. And I kept walking around and seeking the hand, the face of God, the word of God. And God said, what if I told you it was not my will for the long term that you guys even assemble in this building right here? I got quiet. Oh, but it's so comfortable. Oh, it's so pretty. It's so nice. And Jody, it's debt free. Why would we want to do anything different than this? I'll tell you why. There's 15,000 people in this county that don't know Jesus Christ. And that is more important than a cozy little debt-free building. So God says, why don't you go to me and say, boldly pray. Give us a facility that will house 500, 600, 700, 1,000 people that we can assemble together and have a God-sent, God-given revival in all of Charlotte County. Amen. 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 That's where my head is at. God was like, get bold and get big. I was like, okay, God, I can do that. Lord, give us a bigger facility. But God, this is so comfortable. And God says, that's the problem with the whole North American church. You're way too comfortable. You're riding on the coattails of Mama's prayers way back in 19-whatever. And you're riding on the anointing of Pastor Ashfield and Joe Beasley and Buckingham and whoever else, McKean and whoever else. Get your own anointing, Elisha. Get your own word, Elijah. Get the word of God, Jeremiah, down in your heart like a fire that's shut up in your bones. Get your own word of God and get the will of God and get moving. So he directed me back to Ephesians chapter 1 and I'm just milling around here. And it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? Don't pray big, bold prayers that we would see. I'll never forget, and I'm just about done. We were getting into the physics thing, and, and there's a pi, pi theorem. Is that what we call it, pi theorem? 3.14, is that right? Huh? Y squared, 3.14. Huh? 3.14. 3.14. See, God, we didn't want to interrupt the other. What I remember when I needed to know what to, for the test, it was like, the teacher taught me and taught me and taught me, taught me. I was like, huh? I know you all smarty pants out there probably scored high in that test. But then one day, the light bulb come on. Hello. And I went around telling all the class like it was the first time they ever heard it. That made me look even brighter. See, here's what happened. <laughs> Gilford, you know what I'm talking about. Love you. 
We heard the word over and over and over and over again. But God kept saying to me all week, Jody, what you need to pray over these beautiful people in the house and online and over Charlotte County is simply this, is that there will be an understanding of my ways and my word and my riches that would come in in the realm of the spirit of wisdom. We would know what to do with the word of God that comes our way. There would be revelation with the knowledge that we have that's in our heads and hearts that we could see as God sees. I was like, okay, God, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Praying these bold, big, bold prayers. It is time, church, that we pray over one another with all kinds of prayers. The topic on this mini-series is called Praying and Watching. We're going to launch into a brand new series, Lord should will, in January. Uh, but where do we go from here? And what's going on on this earth right now? But I promise you I will not walk into that series in the arm of flesh. I'm not going to use this pulpit as a racketeering process to fight the government. I'm going to use this desk as I have for the last 10 years to preach the oracles of the Word of God and the ways of God and the will of God we will see people's eyes open up we will see people's hearts turn around we will see people come to an altar of repentance we'll see their bodies healed and shackles fall off and minds set free God's in the business of moving forward so God give us these things and open up our eyes so we want to pray oh God Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. As we all stand together this morning in the powerful presence of the living God, let's all stand, eh? I know without a shadow of a doubt that God's beginning to stir, has been stirring for quite some time. And I believe as we move forward, we will see the church become more essential in our community than it ever has been before. I've often said this, but it bears repeating. What would St. Stephen look like if this church house was not here? The second question I've often asked that bears repeating is this. What's different about my life than my neighbor's life outside of my Sunday morning schedule? What's different? Those are questions we all need to ask ourselves and answer honestly amongst ourselves. Because I'm telling somebody today, I'm telling the church today, God's saying, get ready. Get big and get bold. God's doing a new thing and God's doing a big thing. God's doing a powerful thing. And God just wants to be remind us all that He has dominion from sea to sea. Father, I pray today 
that we church of the living God we would know your will and your way and your word inside and out God put a burden on our heart to know what it's like to be an intercessor to go on behalf of someone else to go on behalf of a nation or a church or a family and realize there's no law, there's no tradition, there's no barrier, there's no wall, there's no door, there's no gate that will ever hold intercession back. The God that you will help us see into the realm of the spirit realm. That our eyes would see, our hearts would understand. We could walk with such power and authority and joy because heaven reigns in our hearts. As we begin to worship this morning, I want to see us get a mind shift going on here in the room. Praying over your church or praying over your family and praying over your nation. Praying with all kinds of prayers. As we pray, as we watch and see the hand of God move. Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. We pray that you've been equipped and encouraged. Continue to follow us on sccc.online and there will be resources and tools available to you. And reach out to us at any time if we can help. Have an amazing day.